You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week, we take a look at Obi-Wan Kenobi, part four. Welcome back, everybody, to The Mando Show. Part four of Obi-Wan Kenobi is here. I liked it. But the looks I'm getting around the table, I don't know what the rest of these guys think. So I'm going to introduce you to them, and then we'll discuss. To the left of me is... Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. And Cotton Mid-Stretch. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. And across the table for me is... Five Show Joe, unapologetic Star Wars fan, fellow podcaster, fan of this episode, and just fan of... Yes. Fan of yes. yes. He likes to say yes. All right, people. Yes, Hit him man. up for stuff. Yes, yes man. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to the right of me, the one, the only... Chad, the resident Mandalorian. Hello. Hi, Chad. Also fan of all new Star Wars. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for being here. Happy. <laughs> Great. This week on the Little Leia Show, part four. Mm-hmm. And I'm Derek Alvarado, <laughs> father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. All right. Yes, the Little Leia Show. It is for sure the Little Leia Show. Part four of Obi-Wan. Man, our intrepid heroes are in trouble. Aren't they? What'd you guys think? Do we feel bad for Obi-Wan? Do we feel bad for Leia? Well, do we feel bad for Ice Cube's son? Because everybody calm down. Holy moly. <laughs> I can't. I had so many people that are friends in the Star Wars costuming group through Facebook be like, I can't believe they deep faked Ice Cube's face to make him younger. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> Please tell me you're kidding. No. I love oh, my, oh, my goodness. They're going too far oh, wow. with the technology. Yeah. Um, I mean... That's that's okay. the old school way of doing yeah. uh, de aging. You have kids that look yeah. just like you, and then they go and play yeah. a part. Yeah, that's that's the old school. The uh, well, the ep- episode had moments of good, like everything, and had moments of me going again. And I don't like that. What made you go, Ugh. Riva? I just don't like her oh acting. Oh my god! All right. Anyways, moving. Well, on. no, but it's was the there reality. anything else other than her? Uh, that they kind of blew up my whole theory like well you know maybe Leia doesn't know he's Obi-Wan she comes like Obi-Wan's dead I'm like okay well there went that out the window okay um, no I, but everything that that happened I don't know I can't I'm, I'm, I'm wanting her to be better I'm wanting her to be not so cliche what, I want Reba? her to be yeah I want oh, well, her to be a better villain we're, we're moving on from Reva what but else no but I have that? things to say about Reva okay so my point is, is that in order for her to get better, then I don't know where to go and I don't know where to point it at. I don't know if we point it at Moses, we point it at script, we point it at Deborah Chow. Because if it's that big of a deal where I cannot like fully embrace the villain, then there's a problem for me in that. Darth comes on, he's like, oh, I'm all thank you. We get Darth and we get Darth in true Darth Vader fashion. 
I don't think we're supposed to have a villain that's be- better than Vader. No, 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 so, not better, not better. Okay, I, I want a believable villain, and I'm having problems finding her believable. I just think it's a clown show with her. When it comes, she comes on the screen, I'm like, okay, give me the baddie, and I'm like, oh, okay. And 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 for me, it's a problem for me to fully really like wrap around the show. Obi Wan, him coming out and breaking out with the lightsaber again made me happy. That like. Made me that was probably so, my favorite part of the episode. He comes out and he and and he starts going to him like, oh, thank you. Like, I want like we were talking about last episode. We're getting the arc, and I want to see Obi Wan returning, mm-hmm. and we got a taste of that. So that made me super happy. And then, um, without going too far, I think there was a great the scene at the very end was very good um, with Leia and him. I really enjoyed that little mm-hmm. last scene of them together because to me it threw me back to A New Hope and Leia being Leia and and you know on the rewatch I missed it on the on the initial and on the rewatch went oh that is like a a, a very poignant Leia thing the The comforting the comforting any other things that made you go um I wanted more I I wonder more Obi-Wan at the end. When they're running, you know, at the very end when they're escaping and he's using the blast from all, break it out, boy. Like, and that was the other thing. I'm like, that isn't a big, uh, it was more like, oh, you know what I mean? I would have loved him just, yeah. there's no reason to hide it now. Kind of like get, Kanan. You'd gone through all of this, their base with your lightsaber out and then at the grand climax, you, you don't break it out. And I'm like, what was that? I mean, and again, not a huge thing, but enough for me to go like, I wanted more Kenobi. Yeah. I have a bigger complaint with that part, but we'll all wait till you get to me. Okay. All right. We're at you, Chad. What parts mean you go, ugh, in this episode? We're getting the gripes out right now. Mm-hmm. Literally just one. Well, okay, two, but one of them is not so much a gripe with the story or the show, just kind of a gripe with the CGI, I guess. <clears throat> I didn't like the way the the airspeeders flew in shooting and then just kind of stop there and the shot kind of cuts really quick. I just thought that looked really bad. I don't think the airspeeders ever looked really good. No. Around the base. It just, it didn't. Yeah. Um, How do you walk through the entire fortress inquisitorious with a little kid sticking out your side and your old man Kenobi with a beard and everyone else is clean shaven and obviously not concealing a small child in an overcoat and nobody says a word while when she's walking in everybody is wanting to stop her Mm -hmm. that was one guy Okay. But I mean, like, everybody's giving her looks. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, they definitely show, like, the. And, and granted, they're building that suspense oh, as yeah. the viewer would be like, oh, she's going to get caught. She's oh, going to yeah. get caught. Oh, yeah. And she does the typical Imperial thing. She uses fear and death to get her way. Which is great. I enjoyed that. I'm like, good for her. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of establishes maybe why nobody bugs them in the end is because everybody around there's like, as long as I don't butt my nose into anything, nobody's going to threaten to kill me. Yeah. She's an officer, clearly. So <laughs> Still, I think that was that was a lot. It was a big pill to swallow and a... It was a little oh, too much. Maybe because she's more attractive than Obi-Wan, so people are like, hey, no. look at that. <laughs> All right, but that's, that's literally my only gripe with this episode. I really love loved seeing purge troopers. That was cool. First time on 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 mm-hmm. uh, on camera. Um, I couldn't tell from the lighting because I thought the lighting was a little dark. Were those death trooper purge troopers? 
Yeah, pretty okay. sure. I think it was yep. a, a mixture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the yeah. Death Trooper helmet kind of armor with with like the uh, purge pauldrons. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, that was cool. Yep. I liked it. I know they came on. I'm like, ooh, we haven't seen you before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lo- love seeing stuff get brought in from all the different aspects, be it legends, canon, video games. I love seeing the, this big mix mixing pot of Star Wars mm-hmm. finally make it to the screen. What about you, Joe? Anything that made you go? Ugh. Yeah, I'm really easy on this one. The only thing that made me go uh, was when the episode was over because I love this episode. Okay. It's not without its faults, but still the the plus outweighed the negatives, and I just enjoyed. Well, that's the yeah. question. It's like what's there, the negative? Nothing yeah. that hasn't been mentioned. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was great. So okay, the main the main gripe again that I mentioned is the. The score, I enjoying it, but it doesn't seem Star Warsy to mm. me. But mm. but it is a good, good. It is good music. So that's why I'm like torn because it's like it doesn't fit. You know, it's funny. Well, we and felt that. Yeah, felt that way about Mando when it first started too. Yep, and and I took Chad's point of view on this last one. I didn't even score for me wasn't even mm. in my mind. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe you know, maybe that adds to your you know your feeling. Like if I'm not picking up on a score. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Yeah, because w- w- when it comes to scoring a movie or TV show, like there there are those ones that are supposed to stand out. Rocky, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. But then there are the ones that are just kind of background, you know, mood music. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars should stand out, I think. I mean, you can't have Duel of the Fates for every track. No, no absolutely. But you and gotta, we're still getting to that huge climactic part, but... I get, I but get just what you're a saying. few, just a little c- couple little nuggets, little theme nuggets. Especially, we know how much John Williams loves the Princess Leia theme. That's mm-hmm. one of his favorites, mm-hmm. and just li- just little minor tones, just where we, again, we do the uh, Rick Carlton. Ah, ah, mm-hmm. you know, we heard, I heard that. Yep, yep. That, that's my only real great. But the music, the sad thing is, it is good. Natalie Holt's doing a great job. It's just it doesn't feel Star Warsy to me. And with Mando, that was totally different. It fit the tone of the show. And like within the middle of the first episode, I was already hooked on the theme, so it it had that standout music to me. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I thought the episode was great. I loved it. Okay, well, I only had one moment that made me go, Ugh. and it's not anything you guys have mentioned. So, mm-hmm. um, in the in the aqua tunnel that we're in, and he was holding the glass back from exploding. When it finally exploded, he went running out the doors, mm-hmm. and clearly water followed him, but when they <laughs> cut to the other scene, there was no water anywhere. It was totally dry. And yeah. That bothered me. Yep. Other That's than that, fair. I like the show. <laughs> was, no, I, where's I, the water? Show I noticed water. that too. I'm like, not a drip came out. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll let it go. Like it, it was showing that the doors were starting to buckle after when they cut away. I mean, they bothered to do that, but they didn't have any water like splash in after. Like there was should have should have been water. Mm-hmm. Not it doesn't. I know this doors in Star Wars close real fast, but they don't close that fast. <laughs> they don't they don't time travel close fast. Like keep water from because it was right next to. Connecticut. No, they have a force shield, so it pushed the water back as they were closing. There we go. Solved it. <laughs> A force field. Ah, mm-hmm. ah. Okay. All right. Anyway, so those were the gripes for the show. So we have uh, Deborah Chow still directing. Uh, music hasn't changed hands to anybody. Um, story still being written by the same person as far as episode or chat uh, part goes, right? Yeah, Joby Harold and, and Hannah, Hannah Freeman are the main writers. Okay. And the writers haven't changed. 
So still all being helmed and directed and penned by the same people that have been there since part one. So produced by Candice Campos and Doug Shang and Obi-Wan is an executive producer. Ewan McGregor. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the highlights, let's go straight to the highlights. Now we had the gripes. Who's got a highlight? I'll go with the first scene is the dual back, back to tank with, uh, Obi-Wan and mm-hmm. Vader. That yep. whole scene was awesome. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, just seeing everything paralleled from, you know, I don't, some people are saying it's a force connection between them, but because they're both in the tank together, but then, um, but I, I just love the scenes where you see it zooms in purposely on Vader's no hand, then goes straight to Obi-Wan's hand, mm-hmm. clenching a fist, you know, you know, being healed and everything. And I don't just in the cutaways from that whole scene was, I thought it was super awesome. I agree. Oh yeah. I, I think people are seeing, might be seeing that, uh, Ben and, uh, Ray thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from the, from the mm-hmm. last the Ray low. Yeah. That whole yeah. force connection thing is what they might be thinking is happening. But I didn't get that feeling. I didn't think there was any force connection. I think it was more of a juxtaposition to show what was happening between the two characters. Yeah. Really more than anything else. Yeah. Right. No, I didn't get the Raylo at all. It was more exactly that. Like, like you're saying that Derek, that it was just like, here's Obi-Wan and they, and again, I think what I like again is talking about what made Darth Darth and they're both going through things and how, what, how you react to the negativity that's what I'm getting out of that. So yeah, that 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 scene was amazing. Yeah, it kicks in. I'm like, oh, and you, and you feel it because of everything we know. Yeah. Yep. All right, good one. Yep. Anybody else got a highlight they really want to talk about? I kind of I kind of went with mine. Seeing uh, Obi Wan ignite the saber and go to town, um, and finally, like, I got to use the force here. I got to tap back into my previous life, the one I've been running from. For 10 years you know that right there um got me really amped because like i said earlier i want to watch that journey of that character and that is what i'm hoping i'm getting and and they're moving it along and, and for me being greedy i want more 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 and more quickly but i also understand that story has to be built so that was probably um, my favorite part was that right there yeah, same, hands down. It was great seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of have a flash of back to his Clone Wars-ness. Um, it was great seeing him dupe a couple of TKs again like he did in A New Hope <laughs> with a little over mm-hmm. there. Um, Where was that? Mm-hmm. But just seeing, especially not just in like the little water tube of him deflecting all the bullets, but just seeing uh, in a dark torture chamber that blue light up in the darkness, that was mm-hmm. amazing, awesome. F- favorite <laughs> part of the episode for sure. The unleash shot. People were doing the mirror from Force Unleashed video game, mm-hmm. and same thing happened. It was beautiful seeing the the just the blue lightsaber light up like that in the dark, and the sparks yeah. flying, and and still seeing you know he's connecting with the Force again, but he's still a little awkward. You could tell he the, there was a little weight to him swinging the lightsaber, mm-hmm. but he got his little uh, old school lightsaber twirl in, which I was like, oh sweet, yeah. And and credit to to Ewan and the stunt coordinator and everything for choreographing that fight because you got that feeling like he's coming back in, but clearly not where he was before. Like, okay, I kind of remember how to do that. I kind of remember and like muscle memory is kicking in. So yeah, just in the flow of it, 
like he wasn't as fast, but still had the same move. Maybe, you know, the older, rusty, you know, master is coming back. So, yeah. I was going to say, did you guys notice in that little glass hallway shootout, um, <laughs> they still nail with the uh, stormtroopers' lack of aim, but one of the stormtroopers shooting at Kenobi actually missed and hit the probe droid, and that's what knocked that one out. I saw that on the second watch. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I think he baited him. Yeah. Actually, that's what he did. He <laughs> baited him into doing that. So Possible. I was just laughing. I thought that was hilarious. What I thought was funny, going back to that same hallway, I had lots of issues with that hallway. Uh, one blaster is going to crack that glass. I One blaster bolt. I, I had an issue with that. Why? Mm-hmm. After watching it like the third time, I was like... <sighs> One blaster bolt's gonna really. That's the kind of low bidder that the empire's working on right here. Hey man, their, they got a budget too. Their imperial yeah. inquisit inquisitorial no shields, base, glass. Yeah. <laughs> they put glass. a force field on a door, but not on the. No, I'm kidding. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I so I love the reasoning behind why the fortress isn't shielded because that's such a major like hole in the plot to get them in is like, well, how do they get past the shield? What if they just don't have one? Cause they're so badass. Nobody would risk going there. I like it. That was cool. I love, that was, that was really great. Cool. I'm like, I, I'm like sold. I, I'm there. have a shield who would be dumb enough to go in go there. In there? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to put a shield on it now. <laughs> Maybe. It would be dumb not to put a shield. <laughs> but that was good. I, I, I chuckled a bit with that. I'm like, yeah. Hmm. All right. I got one what more. A, oh, good. Do you what about have, you? Yeah, yeah. Go, no, no, no. no, go no. Ahead. I don't want to take go one. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you're not taking anything away from me. Go ahead. I was going to say the lay interrogation. Mm-hmm. And especially when she's using the force, Reva's using the force on her. She's like, what, do we have a staring contest? I mean, she's like, yeah. Right there, again, the little tells that we're getting were great. And and I enjoyed that, too, because, again, we're getting the, the glimpses of, like, Leia has always been special. And maybe people may make the argument, like, why are we, why are we taking now to show up? But why not? I mean, yeah. I don't care. I mean, Leia's amazing. It's a great character. So I, I love that. Just blanks there, like, what? Yeah. But at the same time, Inquisitors have been hunting uh, young Jedi and Force sensitives and it's like, obviously, that's a trait, and she's kind of like, meh. I think that's actually a good, what do I want to say? That's a part where I actually liked Reva, 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 because she's so blinded in her hatred for Kenobi. She's absolutely ignoring that Leia's here doing Force-sensitive capabilities, keeping her out of this mind reading, and she's just not picking up on any of it because she's just Kenobi, 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 Kenobi. Or, back to my theory, she's double aging it, double agent in it, and she can tell that Leia's force sensitive, but she's not saying anything about it. Good. Because, I mean, has she ever really put Leia in danger in any way, shape, or form? Well, I mean, she was about to torture. About to. <laughs> you know, hmm. Well, or Leia just has a Jedi power called mind like a steel trap. Mm-hmm. No one can get in or out of it. And. You don't pick anything up off of her either. True. Well, when you think about it, that would make a plenty lot a lot of sense because she is just as powerful as Luke. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no you can't argue that. If you want to argue that, you're wrong. I mean, there is no way they're they're both you know 
the offspring of Anakin, they both have that level of force ability. So that she can take herself back inside a spaceship unconscious. Correct. Space. There you go. Yeah. You ever okay. see Luke Skywalker do that? Nuh-uh. No. But we did. Never mind. I was gonna. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Just anyway. for the record, I never had a problem with that. <laughs> oh no, I didn't either. I didn't oh, care. I thought you did. No, no, no. I'm talking about how what what how they did Luke dirty. But I'm um, I'm gonna move on from that. I want to re. We're not talking about Luke. We're talking That's about why I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. That is what I'm saying. So. I, I like that. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed that because I'm like, huh, you got nothing. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely stealing the show, I think. She's doing oh, a yeah. great job. Uh, they're, or it's the editing or they're picking the right, the right takes of whatever she's doing. Either way, it's fantastic. Um, and uh, you don't think she Reva is a bad, bad guy by trying to intimidate a 10-year-old? I mean, like, who does that? What normal regular person does anything like that yeah no. she took her droid she took lola no <laughs> it, it, it it's how the portrayal of it that's why i'm trying to figure out why i can't connect with it i mean the on on face value what she's doing i should be not have an issue but it's i don't know if it's the acting the directing i don't know but there is a missing hole a missing piece in there that's keeping me from connecting with that character i don't, I don't know what it is i don't know what it is either because I, I don't I, see what you're seeing okay i don't have the issues you're having so yeah i don't get it either i like i, I like that yeah i'm kind of opposite I, I i like the character i like the actors and all the inquisitors even through the clone or rebels have been kind of <clears throat> a little wonky in story anyways but yeah. they're all ridiculous yeah. people yep. i mean they they live they have their reality is different from everybody else's reality oh, yeah. is the problem that's why they seem so she's not insane like you think she's over the top for character portrayal but compared to the other inquisitors not mm-hmm. anywhere close to over the top she's much more normal regular person who's just going you would think blindly on revenge yeah you, hmm. this just popped in my head maybe maybe it's coming back to it's reminding me of my first reaction to Hayden Christensen and how he acted. A lot of people were griping about his I, acting yeah. and, and that. And then, you know, going, coming back to it, I'm thinking maybe maybe end of uh, series or a year from now, I'll look at it and go like, okay, I'll get it. I don't know. I don't know. But right now, I'm in that, I'm in that loop or in that bubble of, of trying to like get in there and figure that out and get and connect with it. And I just can't do it yet. I think... I've been thinking this for a while. My biggest gripe is her character. She reminds me too much of Anakin Skywalker. Mm. Just blind, ragey. Like he's Anakin post becoming Vader. And that's kind of why I don't like it because we already have Anakin Skywalker. I wanted something different. Yeah. And that could be it. I think your motivations are different. They, Definitely they, different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Motivations are absolutely different. Oh, yeah. Just the way they're going about it, I think it's too. It, so, just, it just seems too similar. The things that she said to Leia. Uh, I feel was more personal experience, like revealing more about mm-hmm. her than mm-hmm. anything else about these people are going to leave you. They don't save you. The Jedi, you know, they're, uh, they're going to leave you all alone. The person, you, the only one that can save yourself is you. That's, I feel like that's just her speaking from experience as a kid. And if we child. think she is who we thought she is, that would kind of put her in the timeline of being Anakin and his angsty teenage. Exactly, I've seen it at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I, you know, I think the theory that we we said near the, at the beginning was she had to be one of the the younglings. Uh, I, I think yeah, as plus we ten move, years, it's teenage. It, right, right in there, and I completely believe she was a youngling. I mean, that, that is. Was, 
she had to have been. If she was 10 to 12 years old, the show fall right in that 18 to 20 mm-hmm. range, Correct. which is... Correct. Exactly where yeah. she is. So that motivation, I think, is accurate. And I mean, we have two episodes left, so I think we're going to see it. Yeah, and even kind of double back on that is because uh, we were wondering, how does she know that Vader and Anakin are the same person? And from anybody that has paid attention in the recent comics and stuff, people know that if you know who Anakin or who Vader really is, you're not lasting long. And so one of my theories that kind of popped up after we recorded last time was, you know, she was trying to escape and somehow encountered uh, Vader, Anakin still, during Order 66, you know, felt the presence, obviously, or, you know, felt his, you know, the, the anger, the rage and everything, and somehow got away, either didn't encounter, but it was in the same room. But then when she first saw masked Vader, she felt the same presence and that, you know, put two and two together like Ahsoka did uh, at, in Rebels when she realized that was... Didn't I say that last time? Yeah, yeah. You, no, you, you didn't. And, and yeah. then my, my, my point was, if if that is indeed the case, then okay, cool. I mean, I would buy that, but don't leave me guessing. Like, give me the answer because that is a big thing. And and my only counter to that would be, there. I don't, I don't really buy it at that level, at such a small level, because it took Ahsoka... They had years of combat together and training that that would pick that up. So I wouldn't buy that. There has to be more. I'd be like, really? So you, in a split second, you're going like, oh, that was that guy. And I was I'm like, no, I, I don't buy that. Again. You're simplifying it too much, dude. It no, it, there's no way it worked that way. No, but but my point is, is that if they, they, I just want a good reason why she knows. That's all. Just give me a good reason and I'm fine with it. I mean, clearly she knew, and I just want to know why. I want to know okay, why, because so it's, a big, ah- it's a big thing. Ahsoka knew Anakin when he was Anakin, a good Force user, Jedi. She was not there for his fall. She did not see all the stuff he went through. Wasn't there for the transformation. So when she runs into this evil, bad energy Darth Vader, she's not going to recognize that same power, same force underneath, because it's now completely un- it's submerged in dark side. I mean, calling back to Rebels on Mustafar, did she even really believe it until she saw his face inside the mask? Yeah, but I, I see, and going into that, without we're going to head off the rails if we keep on going, but um, um, no, because in my mind, I think it was her fighting, her knowing, like, it can't be him, it can't be him, it can't be him. So that was more that, I thought. It was more her trying to think that Anakin in no way could turn in. She, on more than one occasion, said, there's no way. So, to me, I took it as that in Rebels. Like, no, no, no. It can't be him. It can't be him. It can't be my master. Right. It can't be my master. Got so, it. that's why I, I see your point because you're you're talking about sensing the dark energy to dark energy. I get that. And, and, then, and there's, it's plausible. And then you have a force-sensitive child that's running scared for their life, running to, run, not only seeing just the fighting, but all the energy that's involved in yep. it. Sees... Anakin wandering around anywhere and the energy that's around him yep. in the middle of him doing all the killing and, and being dark side that he is mm-hmm. and then sees it again when he's Darth Vader why would why would it be so hard for her to connect well, that no, and, and, she's and, already seen him seen him and knows him as being that person and doing that stuff and finding out who Anakin Skywalker is it wouldn't be a hard thing for her to do I mean you go into any Imperial records or whatever and look it up so we're thinking it, of it from the mindset of how does she know because the only people who know are high up or dead, but do we even know that, va- that does Anakin know that she knows? 
Again. We don't know. Again, I mean, again, all my point is, is that is a big, big plot point in my mind. So everything that you said is very plausible. I'm not saying no, that, no, 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 no. It's all plausible. But what I'm, all I want, me, is I need to know how. That's all. Give me an explanation because it is no small thing. There's no small thing to just gloss over. Yeah, and I'm just saying, and it, it doesn't turn out very good for people that know that Vader's Anakin. Or, and I feel like you're putting too much on it. Yeah, personally. Um, but part of the, part of the whole watching some Star Wars is to leave some of it up to your imagination to figure out some stuff. They're not going to get answers for everything. So no, and 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 I also know that we're not we're we're not going to get well any good um, show that pulls you in is going to give you answers and more questions so the fact that we're arguing debating is a, a point of uh, it's good i mean because it's making us go like it's making us think so um yeah i mean i want to know i mean that's where i'm at that i just want to know i want to know for sure give me something here because again for me it's a big thing you may not think well, it is but for me it is. if we get a confrontation between her and and obi-wan where they actually talk more than swing swords at each other or maybe equal <sighs> amount we might get answers. She might finally reveal to him why, yeah. why she's yeah. after him so much. That'd be stuff, great. So. That That'd was great. my gripe. I just remembered how cool it would have been to see even a, a brief little a brief little fight, but Obi Wan and Reva fighting on the escape. Something small, even like the Qui Gon and Darth Maul for the first time. Just that quick little, you know, thirty second. Right. <clears throat> we'll probably. Well, I imagine we'll get that next episode, and then final episode will be. Yeah. Obi-Wan and Vader. <laughs> but it's funny that Again. she's the only Inquisitor other than, well, the Grand Inquisitor at the time that's igniting the lightsaber because Fifth Brother's just running around with it in his hand. But <laughs> it's like, do they have certain laser budgets? Talk about the budget again. <laughs> but he he's kind of annoying me too, actually. He annoyed me in Rebels too. I yeah. he, he was a very annoying character, so they're doing it right. I'm in the same way. I didn't. I, I don't, annoying character, but yeah, I'm like, okay, well, he's continuing through. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> continuity. <laughs> yep. So we, in speaking of continuity again, uh, Grand Inquisitor. Nobody's acknowledging that he's dead. Still talk. Some of them are still talking like he's around, like some someone to be feared. I mean, uh, Tala, Tala. Yeah, Tala used it. You know, as mm-hmm. that's who she's seen. I, right. When she no, said that by. in the scene, yeah. I almost thought that was going to be what outed her because he's going to be like. Inquisitor's Grand Inquisitor's dead. dead. Right. But everybody's just kind of ignored it. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, again, a lot of people may may complain about that, but I'm like, really? No, don't, because you have no idea who knows what where. Right. <laughs> Who's going to know a, a lowly level guy is like a Grand... I mean, true, you can say, well, he's at the, you know, the Inquisitorium, but still. <laughs> he's a head of security at the Inquisitor, Inquisitorium, yeah. whatever. Or I that level. Would... It was that level. Not even the... the it was at that level. Oh. I think we can assume we're going to see him again, though. He's been in two episodes. He's credited for four, and there's two left. Maybe. Maybe. And you know what? That that could be a very good thing. And going off of your theory, you plug him back, you plug him back in, then that's going to cause gripe between both of them, and that could cause her to go what you're thinking. Could could push her in that direction. You know what I mean? Because you already had Darth in this one. You know 
choker and basically, you know, mm-hmm. told her, look, I will kill you if you fail. I'm about to kill you. I'm mm-hmm. about, and like, had her <laughs> it up. It was already was, your dead. Yeah, you're dead. I told you, I warned you what, what failure would cost you. And, and I'm like, oh, I love that. That like, scene gave me was, the chills. That gave me the chills awesome. because it was just like, bam. And then um, that could be it. If he pops it back in and goes, look, you tried to blah, blah, blah. And that could cause a whole thing and make her go. That could be the the, the okay. You need to specify a little bit, a okay. little bit more. So uh, if the Grand Inquisitor does Tom come returns back, he and says, then, "You stabbed me." Right now, she's going to run for her life. Correct, and, and then and go become, into and and then where do you have to go? You have to go back to where you came from because oh, these people who I thought were here me. for me really were the ones who abandoned me. And you know that gets me back real quick to to um, what was the the other animation? Why can't the other resistance? Yeah. Remember the one character? I can't think of her name. Oh, the... The daughter? Yeah. She did that, and she went to the Imperial, uh, into the First Order side, because she felt like, oh, my people, my, my family doesn't love me, blah, 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 I don't belong here, went over there, and because she was, grass is always greener, went over there and went, ooh, no, wait, my wrong, my bad, I'm going back, because these people are truly the evil, and they came back. So if they follow that arc, the more I think about it, the more your idea, Derek, is more plausible in my mind now. And if he comes back, I think that'll be the kick over and begin her arc to come back. So you're saying you want to have a Reva redemption story? I already said that if 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 that comes out to be her arc, I'd be like, great, great. I said that what last episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be. I'm I'm all good for that. Yeah, because he hates her as an Inquisitor, so he would be <laughs> I think more she's than lousy. happy to see her as a Jedi. Oh, yeah, Jedi. you put her back as a Jedi, I'm like, <laughs> sweet. I mean, if you do the redemption story well, it it tugs at you. Like, mm-hmm. Ben Solo, that was the best part of the sequel trilogy. The only good part, really. And if you do it right, it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. I know, Joe. We're always going to disagree with him on that. It's fine. Yep. Unapologetically. And, and by him, we mean Udi yeah. on, the, on, the pre, on the sequel movies. Anyways. And we all got to assume, too, Vader obviously knows he's no dummy. And he's just playing it out like whatever she's doing. But if it, if it flushes Kenobi out, then mm-hmm. you know, I'll deal with it later. Because Grand Inquisitor knows. I mean, he died in Rebels because he'd rather die than face Vader. He mm-hmm. said, there's worse things than death. Or there's more things to fear than death. And he's not going to mess up with Vader. So he'd rather die. So like I said, he knows. So it's called, worse things than death is called putting being put in that chamber underneath the inquisitorial palace so right that place what was that talk about that place force tomb right because they don't look like they were dead were they dead were they frozen were they just encased to be preserved like what i say all of the above what is happening with those people because one of them was clearly a padawan just just Mm -hmm. like those ones we saw at part one yeah running Mm -hmm. away with a little hat and everything yeah exactly that age um had to have been there from from that long ago for 10 years and then everyone else that they bothered to do a close-up on i feel like maybe i'm reading too much into it but i feel like there's a reason why they showed Mm -hmm. those people well the the first one the alien species that obi-wan looked at i forget his name but it it was confirmed that he was actually in clone wars he was in like the library or something and actually had a, a small story arc with ahsoka Mm-hmm. He helped mm-hmm. Ahsoka find her lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. That was wasn't that the library guy? Wasn't I think the, so. The old Jedi librarian dude, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was confirmed that that was his character. 
And there's one that people think was Quinlan. I don't think it was Quinlan. No. Boss, cause, yeah. yeah, I saw that. And then... He didn't I, have enough dreadlocks. I don't yeah. Think. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I saw that too. I'm like, oh, people are going to think that's Quinlan. I don't think that's him. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because that I had that flash moment of like, oh, is that? And I'm like, no, it's not. Well, I think Obi-Wan would have said something. Yeah. I think it would have been like there Quinlan. Would've, there would have Because last episode, Quinlan was here. This mm. episode, Quinlan is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think... They are dead, but they are being preserved because one steady story arc throughout this whole saga animated live action comics is Palpatine's obsession with cloning mm-hmm. and cloning sore sensitivity. And resurrection. Yeah. Yep. And it ties in even with the. Because it looks similar to the tanks we saw in Mando in the first season when, uh, when they were on the Imperial base and they had that one yeah. figure that was in a similar tank, not really, you know different color but is very similar so so if you follow the kind of trajectory uh, trajectory through legends that these shows are taking from mando and wanting uh grogu's blood to now bad batch introducing mount tantus to now obi-wan kenobi introducing all these jedi and stasis mm-hmm. a theme in legends is palpatine is absolutely and completely obsessed with cloning himself so that he will have another body to go into like yep. he did with snoke and i think that's probably the way this is mm-hmm. all these shows are going to intertwine and play out is we're going to find a clone emperor somewhere and i really hope it's that guy from the witcher that plays the bad guy Oh, he showed us. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think I showed you guys yeah. before. I think he would play a real great clone emperor. Mm. Oh, I forgot who. Yeah, I agree with you. He's Which the uh, he's guy. the general of Nilfgaard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Blonde guy. Hmm. Mm. There was a scene in The Witcher where he's sword fighting one of the um, like peasant people, and he's just making all these faces. And I just saw Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith fighting Yoda, and I was like, this guy would be perfect. <laughs> Nice. Okay. And now you know what our wish list is. <laughs> yeah. Long wish go. list, but that one on it. Because in the Thrawn trilogy, the original Heir to the Empire, there was the younger clone emperor, right? Mm-hmm. I, I barely remember that from the comic version. There's one of the major characters is Joris Saboth, which is a clone of a Jedi who is like the watchkeeper of Mount Tantus and trains Luke Skywalker a little bit when Luke eventually finds it. Um, and that's one of the major parts of the Thrawn trilogy and that's how Mara Jade gets introduced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're picking especially from that story you know that that trilogy cherry so. picking all the stuff mm-hmm. well that's that's good I mean yeah I don't mind that at all having a, a thread that's going to tie everything together would be yeah cool because I, I like kind of jumping real quick but I liked instead of like when they announced what was Star Wars canon what wasn't canon but the way that they uh, reacted to the non-canon is like well it's still legend which you could still have the stories, and it makes sense. Like stories get lost in translation. Then even when Filoni said it in an interview, then he kind of had Ahsoka say it in a season. Going back to Rebels, but she's like, "There are truth and legends," mm-hmm. and that happened very, very soon after. You know, they moved from the non-canon to legend label. So yeah, and then they picked Thrawn for season three. They're picking you know, yeah, Tantus and. All this stuff, so I'm I'm for it. That's cool. You know, take the best stuff out of the stuff that people yeah. do love. Well, to me, I think it's just a way for them to uh, tie all their stories together right now, based off of stories that people loved in the past, um, but still be able to change it enough where it's like, yeah, this is a story. The what you knew of before was just kind of a legend. Here's how it really happened. Yeah, 
you know, and that, that's cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Me too. I mean, is it is it stealing old ideas? I don't know. That's just good ideas, though. It's, I mean, it's there's picking the good stuff this. out of the treasure trove of stuff that isn't right. like to me. It's it's familiar landmarks. It's things you might remember that are nostalgic that you can be like, oh, I remember that. This is what happened, and it'll follow, like you said, a similar path. You know the legend. Here's how it really happened, which is, I think, a brilliant way of looking at it. Good right. Yeah. The the Braveheart, yeah, <laughs> definition of everything. <laughs> Settle down, oh, R2. Oh man. So, well, um, was there anything else in this episode? Yeah, we're, we're, we're we didn't cover. We are introduced to Roken Ice Cube's. Uh, Son O'Shea, O'Shea, ja- O'Shea Jackson Jr., who's you mean deep fake, deep fake. Yeah, <laughs> Get it uh, right, Joe. In their little rebel cell of garbage salvagers to raise money to get force using children in, uh, into safety. Apparently, apparently. the rail- underground cool. railroad man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about any conflict in real world, there has always been an underground network to get people out. And, and, and yeah. finding out the start, the snow speeders are actually. Dump trucks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way sewage uh, transports, but pretty funny. But yeah, very you know, g- g- getting into Andor coming soon, seeing early signs of the rebellion kind of selling. This is a sell of the uh, early parts of the rebellion. Really cool. That dialogue mm-hmm. when they returned was great. He's like, "Where's I forgot what the character's name was." Wayne. Wayne. Where's Wayne? Oh, he's dead. I guess you're soldiers now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I like her character. I love Tala. She's a yeah. great character, I think. I'm really glad she made it out alive. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I like her a lot. And more, you know, strong female characters for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So awesome on that. Yeah. Who are you? That's not your station. Come here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Obi Wan, I'm back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy that because it gave a throwback to, to New Hope also, leaving the communicator on the counter, like, oh, mm-hmm. where'd he go? Where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a couple things, and they're saying how every all four episodes have actually mirrored scenes from, you know, the first episode mirrored scenes from Phantom Menace, the second episode mirrored scenes from Attack of the Clones, and so on. And this one being the fourth episode mirrored yeah. the, the um, communicator, mm-hmm. the interrogation, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of other scenes. And, um, no, it's just, I don't know if that's on purpose or just whatever, but yeah, I noticed that too. Um, and kind of going back to Leia, the way they're angling certain shots when, she, when Obi-Wan saves her and the way the room, the, the color of it and it totally different. But then when, when she saved him, it looked like that scene with, uh, the, I love you. I know scene. Mm, uh, if, if you look, yeah, with her and just the angle of the shot. And then how Obi-Wan's like, oh, you came for me. He's like, yeah, I did. Or, you know, but it, it wasn't that I love you. I know, obviously, you know, little grown old man, but just, uh, it just, it, it mirrored each other to me anyways. And I thought, I, I mentioned the last episode that just the shots on this whole series has been, the visuals has been so cool. And again, even though they had very little to, well, they're in the, the fortress, but a lot of the shots were really cool. And a lot of it was in that little interrogation room, especially with the low lighting. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So there was lots of lies told. Lots of truths came out. Um, we had some fun action. Obi-Wan's getting back into shape. Mm-hmm. I think he's realizing that him <laughs> letting himself become nothing and wither away is not going to be the, the path, which is why we see him much stronger uh, later on. <clears throat> Could have been called how Ben got his groove back. Sure. Yeah, that would have been a much much better title to part for. 
I thought it was really touching and it makes a lot of sense how people have said that now it makes more sense now why Leia named her son Ben than it did before. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it to- it absolutely does. And it, it seems a lot more special. You know, and, and me me listening to a lot of people griping, you know, the one one of the con- one of the things I think uh, Alex brought up, you know, what about the Obi-Wan Kenobi? And we talked about it last one. And, and to me, I, I guess I'm taking it the other way. Wouldn't that deepen the connection between that? Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't, instead of you going, well, that blows up continuity. How? I, I just don't agree. So I, I saw that. Mean, to it. Yeah. What I saw blows that up continuity when, when, when a lot of people, their gripe was going to a new hope, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, the whole, the whole opening, help me mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi scene. And then people are like, well, that changes that because she knew him and blah, blah. And she, she was acting like he didn't know him. That whole controversy. You served my father in the Clone Wars. Right. That whole controversy, blah, 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 where people were are saying it's blowing up continuity because she knew him. And in New Hope, she's acting like she doesn't. So. I think uh, that's just personal perspective. I mean, nobody that is my point. Was. We were looking at that it through is a point, my that point. thinking yeah. she didn't know. But now that we know that she knows, you look at it differently because you have more information and it adjusts to the perspective. And that is my point. That's yeah. not a problem. You no, no. It, and, and that's why I'm sorry. No, but, no, but that's my point. Like, if you're really going to let that blow up and you hope for you, then like, what? what why? Yeah. And people why? and people are th- forgetting the the middle part, Rogue One, the scene where uh, Bale's talking to Mon Mothma because the stakes are really high at the scene where they're going to go to Scarif. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you got to go, you know, he's like, I, I know who to send. You know, because oh, she asked, what about your Jedi friend? Can he help us? He's like, well, I'll, I'll put out a call for him. And, you know, well, do you, who do you trust? He's like, the person he's sending, I trust her with my life. Mm-hmm. It that, The stakes are so high for the rebellion that no way Leia was going to be like, hey, I need your help. You need to help me. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to help the rebellion, yep. the cause. And that's yep. what we're saying. So Yeah. And I think last episode you put it exactly I mean, brilliantly with uh, Leia's perspective over everything will never be about her. And that goes to the very end scene with her and, and Obi-Wan recognizing his pain at 10 and realizing all the things that he's been going through. She reaches out to him and that made me think exactly like, you know, New Hope. Mm -hmm. Ben is dead. Her planet has been blown up and she's the one comforting Luke. Yeah, same thing here. And so all of that jives for me. All of that, all all I'm seeing is Leia, the Leia that we knew and loved <laughs> in a 10-year-old version. Yeah, and even still going back to New Hope, when they arrive on Yavin, she sees General Dadana. He's like, oh, we're so, we heard about Alderaan. She's like, oh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we, gotta, we got some we stuff got to do right now. We got more things to do. We can't do anything about that. We need to keep on moving yeah, forward. And so. that is exactly what I'm seeing right here. So, again, if people if people are really griping, I'm like, dude, let that go. I don't get it. Uh, but anyway, I'd rather, I'd rather again, we got our gripes out of the way at the beginning, and I'd rather focus on what we are getting, which is still a lot of good Star Wars in my mind. I do. She's an over-the-top melodramatic inquisitor, dude. Just let it go. Just let that go. No, we'll find out. <laughs> I want a good guy. Just using be, your words against It could you. be. Okay. I know. I saw that. I see what All you're right. doing. All right. Okay. Anyway, uh, well, I am enjoying the series so, so far. Um, I really didn't think I was going to have a problem with it, honestly. Um, it's gotten to the point where I, I just know I'm going to be entertained and, and love whatever Star Wars they throw at me. Um, I have faith that they're going to do it right. It'll be worthwhile in the end. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Because we leave with Lola and with a tracker. Mm-hmm. So are they? Where are they going? Are they going to Alderaan? Are they going to the Underground Railroad? Where will they go first? That's a good question. They were we'll talking about out. the path. They were talking about the yeah. path again. Everything in this episode was alluding to the path. I'm going to think they're going to go there. And why? They got to drop off Leia. I don't know. See, I I love like I said, we I, we we couldn't we can't talk highly enough about Leia in this in this show. But I'm I'm kind of hoping that they do drop her off early because I think the last two episodes have definitely got to focus on Obi Wan Kenobi. Darth Vader, and even end with a little bit of Luke, you know? I, I completely agree with you. I mean, if the tracker is for Leia, not for Ben, that is the fault in her plan, by the way, because he, he want Ben. That Lola is Leia's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah. and if you're going to a marketing, which has a lot of the Black Sears, a lot of figures have the Obi-Wan with Lola as an accessory. Mm. So does she give him as a maybe, gift? Maybe kind of thing. Like could be knowing he's alone. You know, knowing he's lonely. Here, here's a little friend for you. Could be. Hmm. Interesting. That would be a crappy turn of events. Marketing that, does that, it again. <laughs> the toys always ruin. It. Yeah, exactly. You want to know what's happening in the movie or show? Look at the toys, especially yeah, Legos. I, I don't yeah. remember owning a droid, but anyway. Right. <laughs> right. There were always gifts. He never owned them. <laughs> he was borrowing it. He didn't own it. You, uh, they were assigned to him. They were mm-hmm. either, or they were just assistant <laughs> assistant pilots. Uh, yeah. They were never his. He didn't own it. Never owned them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so there. We can fix anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So um, I know there is. Are we Are we done? Chat part four? Part four. Yeah. We all stole... We're all still on board for the show. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. We great. made it through first season of Bad Batch. We can make it through this. Minor minor gripes <laughs> aside. Uh, <laughs> I'm loving this show. So. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Overall, <laughs> overall, it's maintained a good seven and a half to But eight. kind of going going to Bad Batch, like I said, I, I just want to, the people that are just crapping on this is like, if you don't like Star Wars, like going, I don't, I don't want to go into all this too much, but we, we, we obviously did it in a, are we still talking about part four? No, no, no. Just this series in general. Oh, okay. Uh, but because there's so many graps about it, and mm-hmm. if you don't like it, don't watch it. If you want to, if you want to watch the Star Wars you like and only like that, then do that. Mm-hmm. We we didn't like Bad Batch. At, we, we there's things about it we like, but we try to like it more than we did. It wasn't for us the mm-hmm. first season at least. But we weren't crapping on people that liked it because yep. I felt like we were in the minority. So yep. many people do mm-hmm. like Bad Batch, and, and there's we, nothing wrong with that. We yep. were asking people to let yeah, us we're know. Like, let us know. Now, what do you like? Us. Like we yep. want to connect with that. Yeah. But I'm looking. I know Derek is too. I know, I don't know about you guys. I think you are. But I'm, I'm looking forward to season two a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm still going to watch it. I'm just. I'm not going to like. Oh, I hate Star Wars because Bad Batch sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. And so, if you don't like something, just go away. <laughs> watch what it's you okay. like and it's, it's okay to not like something that's <laughs> yeah. fine yeah but to make it your mission to just crap on it everywhere you go yeah. that's that's a problem yeah you know like that's why i got the our our little whatever gripes we had about the show out of the yeah. way and then i like you know, that by the way deal with it and we move and on and then we focus on all the fun stuff that we did like and then you know what we still we still enjoyed the show nothing's ever perfect even even uh Mandalorian had somebody in the background that shouldn't have been there. We, we <laughs> love that show 100%. So, yeah. um, you know, nothing's perfect. That's okay. That's, but yes, but I'm fine. loving the show. Yep. All right. So, uh, part five coming in a few days. And uh, it's, oh my God, it's already almost over. That oh. sucks. 
That's the only thing I don't like about it. It is going by so fast. Too fast. All right. Okay. So uh, you guys let us know if there was anything uh, that you didn't like. Let's start with those first since I just finished telling people not to crap on everything. Um, You know, let us know if there was any gripes you had about this part four or, you know, even better, let us know your favorite part of part about part four. Uh, Hit us on our socials. Hit the show on Instagram. What is it? Mondo Mando. Joey, you say it. <laughs> on Instagram at Mando Show Podcast and on Twitter at Mando Show Pod. Thank you. There you go. Send your comments there and uh, let us know. Or just let us know how you're doing. That works too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any theories on the last two episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you're hoping the... to see, think you'll see. Any, any, any not, I don't say hot takes, but any things you want to see or you think we'll see? I'm interested. There's to an know echo what, in here. I'm interested to know what our viewers think are going to happen. In I the mean, last right now, two. you guys. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm going to go with you with what you said. Going, I want more Ben and Vader. I hope we get it. I hope we do. I want to see on screen a battle damaged Vader mm-hmm. on live action. We've seen it in animation. We've seen it in Force Unleashed. We've seen figures and statues. I want to see Hayden. Half masked, fully unmasked, all burnt up in the Vader suit. So I've seen a lot this week about the stunt doubles for Vader. They have a stunt double for standing and sitting, and they have a stunt double for all of the lightsaber combat. So what is the point of bringing Hayden Christensen back unless you're going to do a battle-damaged Vader? So I'm totally with that. Like It's got to be more than in just the tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cover, cover him in makeup and put him in a tank. That's why they brought him back. <laughs> What a bummer. I don't even think the Vader in the tank looks like Hayden Christensen anyway. I'm I'm just laughing because I'm I'm picturing conventions now and these people that like, oh, I was in Star Wars and get, you know, the autographs and how how deep they dived. Like, this guy was a third voice of so-and-so. It's Mm -hmm. like, I was a sitting Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was a standing Vader. Ha ha. And between Rogue One and this, you've got, what, four different Darth Vaders? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's funny, though. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely thinking we're going to see Unmasked. Here's a question slash prediction does Riva survive this series if she doesn't turn and escape like Udi kind of hopes to see does she survive it as an inquisitor no no no, no I don't I don't think she does either no. That, no that is why I'm thinking that's why that is now becoming a lot more like oh yeah she's gonna have to run by the there way when they, made the, when they made the uh, general call to get as many stormtroopers to show up in LA or wherever they're filming. This is the episode that they were all in, I think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, remember? Yeah, because you, you do need a lot of background stormtroopers walking around. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it was a lot. There were that a was lot. a lot. <laughs> How cool is that after the flood? We're crack, crack, uh, cracking up about the flood or the glass, but just seeing them floating. Oh, yeah, through through the glass. Water, yep. <laughs> I was thinking that when you're like, you're like, oh, there's no water. So I was like, I was so like, I can't believe Disney is showing so much gore, like showing them <laughs> drowned bodies, cut in half, drowned, yeah. floating. <laughs> stormtroopers aren't people. That's why. Yeah. The Dude, one after Obi Wan snaps his neck or something and throws him in the where he came out of the the shaft the, when he was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The one just, when he came in the base, just yeah. bobbing in the water. <laughs> that goes back to Deborah Chow in that. Uh, the gallery can can we kill more stormtroopers? Mm-hmm. Go for it! There you go. Yeah. She got her wish. Let's get creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's get more creative than you already have been cutting one in half on a freaking gate. But let's go. 
And real quick, I know we we're talking about Bryce Dallas Howard directing the movie, but I clearly Deborah Chow's I think film ready too, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I hope I hope this isn't the only thing she does, especially for Star Wars, because she's doing great. I think. Well, that'll be up to her, I'm sure. Oh yeah, if she wants to. I wonder what that. I wonder what their preference as directors is, because obviously there's more, you know, mm. there's more oomph behind having a movie. There's more awards, but for having this ability to expand your storytelling, like, don't you think Deborah Chow would have preferred to have a six part series than just a movie? Yeah. yeah. No. And, and didn't they just introduce Fumiawa as a producer for what? What was that again? Didn't he hop on? I saw him on a panel. Like recently? Yeah. At, at, I think for Ahsoka. Was it Ahsoka? I don't know. Yeah, I, I do remember he was on a panel for something. Yeah. And now, and, and so it's another thing of looking at director and taking another part of the storytelling and directing or maneuvering uh, IP in a direction. Yeah, yeah I, and I'd like to see him do one too because, I mean, he's a writer too. Like I said, he's, other than Filoni uh, and Favreau, he's the only other director to write an episode. And that was a great one with uh, the return of uh, Miggs. Mm-hmm. That was a great episode. So, yeah, Star Wars in good hands right now. Absolutely. At least a TV division. <laughs> yep. And speaking of Star Wars Celebration, if you guys haven't looked up, we had uh, Joe, Joe, our man Joe was there. Uh, he enjoyed a lot of the goodness that was down there. Uh, but if you guys didn't make it like the mo- most of us didn't, um, they do have a lot of the panels up on YouTube. You can watch some really cool stuff there just to see. Like uh, this week I got around to watching the one for um, Ahsoka with Rosario and the other, and I, I don't know who the other actor is that played. Um, Sabine. Sabine. I don't know who she is. She seems like a very lovely person. Um, but I always enjoy watching Rosario no matter what she's doing. She's been a favorite actor of mine uh, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because she can, she can, <laughs> she goes from being very well-spoken to completely irreverent in no time flat. And it's, to me, that's just spectacular that someone can do that. Um, but watching her be a fan of star Wars too, while on the panel and talking about how everybody is that's doing star Wars is a fan of star Wars. And that's, that's amazing to me. That's why I think we keep getting the awesome shows we're getting. So if you guys ever need any, more reinforcement of the idea that there are Star Wars fans that are doing Star Wars shows. Watch some of these um, episodes that they have up on YouTube, the uh, the panels from Star Wars Celebration 2022. So Udi just looked up something. What is it, Mando? Uh, yeah, Fumiawa has been upgraded to executive producer for season three of Mando. Very That's cool. what it was. Yeah. There you go. And going back to what Derek was saying, that, that panel was hilarious because you see all these actors these stars but like you said they're like the biggest fans in the room and especially when uh, Fabra pulls out Grogu they're all like fumbling on top of each other trying to get the closer to when they do the big group picture and they're kind of like literally fighting each other for position just to get close to Grogu pretty awesome Katie Sackhoff tomorrow more I mean everybody they're big fans and it's oh, it shows. Katie Sackhoff oh my goodness she's also another one of my favorites yeah I love watching her so much she's such I feel like she's just I know I've said it before that she's just such a genuine person, like mm-hmm. doesn't yep. try and be something she's not nope. is a hundred percent just honest in herself all the time. Mm-hmm. And when I watch her uh, Instagram stuff and I, I don't make it a habit of just watching a lot, but when it does catch my eye, I see something and it just, it cracks me up. Mm-hmm. She's, she's such a sweet, she's such a sweet person. Yeah. And to see her get on star Wars and be a big nerd about star Wars, <laughs> like everyone else 
it's awesome. And I saw her on the live the live stage too, so that was really cool. So I'll, I mean, I know we're a week, two weeks up, uh, removed from celebration, but there's just so many photos I I've only really shared on my personal Facebook because that's the only one you can clump them all together. But uh, as of this morning of recording, I actually posted the a short video of D. Bradley Baker and Michelle Yang, uh, the voice of Omega, just reading through a scene from season one of, and just to show. I mentioned it last episode, but how instead of going one character at a time, he actually just goes in script and just bam, bam, bam from characters. And it's a great video. So I'll be posting uh, some. I, I did a few posts of photos, but I'll do a few more because, like I said, you know, Tamora and Pedro were there and Katie Sack, you know, stuff I saw that role uh, are related to our Mandoverse and just fandom. So, yeah. yeah, some real good Star Wars stuff out right now. So. Which is awesome. All right. Um, any Star Wars rumors? I know we have Bad Batch coming this year. Andor's coming this year. Yeah, Andor's coming in the end of August. Uh, Bad Batch is coming in September. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Bando's coming in February. A little bit Next longer year. than we expected, but, you know, whatever. Uh, one thing that uh, oh, is no, coming. No, 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 no. That's not a whatever. <laughs> no. I'm very upset about this. I don't get upset about much, but I'm upset that I have to wait. Two months longer, yeah, to watch Mando season three instead of it coming in December for especially Christmas, because like Bad Batch season two and Andor, you know, there's going to be no reference mentioned to Grogu Dinjarin because it's all so far before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we are literally without anything until February. Yep. And again, uh, I was at the the stage when they were talking to the main the American producers of uh, Visions, and that is coming back next spring. Uh, one thing that they said that was very interesting, though, that I don't know if they said in the panel or anything, but um, season two of Visions is actually not all anime. They're they're sticking with the uh, animation from other countries, South America, Europe, you know, just all over. But uh, they're still doing animated uh, anime projects that are attached and unattached to Visions. Hmm. So they're they're expanding their uh, Japanese anime style. And not all of it's going to be part of it. It's going to be its own properties. But oh, oh, good. Oh, oh, good. So, well, I yeah. mean, we saw some envisions that were worthy of that. Worthy, would be very great, oh, yeah. Great yeah. Stories. But it's kind of cool that they're not just going. So, visions isn't going to be just like Star Wars anime. It's going to be like just Star Wars interpretations from around the world, which I think is cool. Very yep, cool. I agree. And uh, so, but being the fact that anime is such a big part of Star Wars, especially with the first season of Visions, that like, well, that mean that doesn't mean we're not doing anime. We're still doing anime. It's just going to be its own thing and still a part of part of visions because that yeah that's where it started. Right. So very, very cool. Very a lot yep. of cool stuff planned at least. All right, awesome. And you could get vision stuff at Target. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen it. There's the the black and the black and white stuff is awesome. Yeah, have on there that are in that first episode of Star Wars Visions. Um, was it the duel? Uh, Ronan. 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 That's right. Ronan. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up for that. Uh, just a side note real quick for Disney Plus. Everybody's got Disney Plus. At least I imagine the ones that are, people who are listening to us have it because we're talking about a Disney Plus show. Um, on the Marvel Universe, I know we didn't talk about it that much, uh, but Miss Marvel is out. I love this Such character. Such a fun show. I've loved this character for a long time. It reminds me of Peter Parker. Um, teenage, and you know, have the having that teenage growing up issues and uh, finding out you have powers of some sort. Uh, I think it's it's pretty well, it was well done. It was only one episode out. I recommend you watch it too once you're done watching Obi-Wan. Yeah. Go watch that. It's it's worth watching. 
and I'll piggyback on it because I, I read the first three issues of this particular storyline that they're taking off of. And it was really good. And uh, I think the thing that's that's making this char- this show really good is the actress that they play got to play Kamala, Miss um, uh, Marvel, and perfect. And she is the younger version. The, the she is, I guess, I'll call the TV version of uh, Scott Lang from Ant Man. Just that little, just a charming character, good hearted, and mm-hmm. I think they they definitely cast her perfectly so yeah. i'm enjoying it it's, yeah. it's and like i said we're only one episode in but and she's a fan of miss marvel like she went and i mean i saw the i mean yeah. there's stuff on it go, it's a cool, go watch it yeah it's a go cool watch it it's worth watching scenes. yeah yeah um but i very much enjoy it and and i'll be watching that also and they just released everyone. a uh, special buzz lightyear documentary that's tying, that yet. yeah it just came out uh, and they're tying in the original toy story art and everything of buzz lightyear to the upcoming movie coming up yep which should be good i think okay I think that's gonna be good I forgot it was out. <laughs> it's, 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 is it out? Miss Marvel. Oh, Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I was, I was surprised to see it because I finished watching Obi-Wan and then that was sitting there. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. How did I? Because I had, I thought I had it on my radar. But then there it was. It was a, it was a very nice surprise. Hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's okay. fun. So, Okay. Back to Star Wars next week. A couple more days, a few more days as of this recording. Uh, We're going to have part more. five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then we'll be back to talk about it. Uh, you guys, uh, tell us what you think. Hit us up on our on the Instagram account. I'll actually do a spoiler uh, post for Chapter 5. I didn't do one this week. Okay, so looking forward to it. Thanks, guys, for uh, coming together again. We'll talk about this next week. And uh, from this covert of 4, we want to remind you, <clears throat> this is the way. This, this is, is the way. way.